0: Hello and welcome back to The Weekend Project here on Catch-Up Sessions. We're changing it up, as you can see, or hear. <laughs> Having received the suggestion for us to pick the energy up a bit in these monologue voice diaries. Introspection, after all, does not have to sound somber, but you do you. It depends on what kind of self-talk you do in your head. But since this is in podcast format, I kind of have to think about you two, who is right now spending 10 minutes of your precious time listening to my babbling, and I thank you for that. Shout out to Hill, who gave that suggestion. The feedback in the classic sandwich method, which is to insert a negative or uh, an opportunity for improvement, which, by the way, I asked for in the middle of two good ones. However, there is another school of thought that says it's actually not as effective if we do that. Instead, just give the difficult feedback on its own, because what happens is people tend to latch on to what they want to hear. And of course, you want to hear and take with you the good. There's just so much negativity in the world. But if you want the feedback to make an impact, well, no sandwich for you. Just feed them a hot dog on the stick. All right. Now on to the weekend wrap up. Catch-Up Sessions. It was totally unplanned. I found myself with a bit of free time after the usual Saturday morning ride in Greenbelt 5. Brunch obviously did not happen. So I instead made my way to the Ayala Museum, literally right next door. This is one I've always wanted to check out, but it's one of those things you'd usually do when you get an invite from a friend who's actually into museum things, whatever that means. But uh, I decided to just go at it solo. You know, there's also the advantage of doing things in your own time. So let me walk you through the experience and uh, I'll be zooming in on a couple of exhibitions that made the biggest impact. But first, general impressions. As I mentioned, the fact that it's literally next door to a mall, which you pass by all the time, makes it super accessible. It's just that if you're like me, going into these museums or galleries tend to be intimidating. But you know what? I realize now, you just be you. If you don't know shit about art or history, then that's exactly why a museum might just be the perfect trip for you. And uh, if you're already well-versed, then that's good, it's a uh, more treat to your senses. In other words, just give it a go, no pretensions, take with you the current lens that you have, who knows, you might actually come out of that with a different perspective, which is exactly what happened when i finished one of the exhibits called gold of ancestors it has to be actually said that way (laughs) the pre-colonial treasures in the philippines it's the very first one that they recommend you to visit at the top floor then you can just make your way down the building from there the way it goes you enter a room which kicks off with a documentary in this uh, mini IMAX-like space, super cozy. What caught my eye though, immediately, was the glass floor that has some of the gold pieces underneath them. You literally can stand on top of it, looking through the glass below you, and seeing the artifacts. And with that, a random tip, wear nice shoes. It will be great for photos. After that quick, mini-movie, you then step into this little maze which again has a couple more of these floor installations and the usual eye level displays. I am living for all of the gold on display. From the title itself, it's pre-colonial, meaning before all of the Spanish conquest came in to the shores. The thing is, whenever someone mentions Philippine history, a big chunk of what displays in my head uh, or what registers will be Spanish time or the very least like lapu-lapu. <laughs> uh, but we don't actually dive into a lot of detail of what it's like back then. See in the Spanish era, because you have your no replace in high school, <laughs> Or you can still visit cobblestones in Vigan or Intramuros. It at least allows you to immerse in that time period a little bit. So, much in the same way, seeing the actual gold artifacts used as jewelry or bowls or even used for burying the dead, because uh, what they do is to put like a sheet mask made of gold uh, on someone's face. Imagine like the mummy in uh, ancient Egypt, but in a smaller, humbler scale. It gives you a different appreciation of the kind of opulence and uh, I guess literally rich heritage we had as a group of islands that is before it was later called Las Islas Filipinas. So with that, it just brings in that extra pride of uh, your heritage. Hmm. The other one that was well thought of and put together was the diorama section. Here imagine your former high school projects where you needed to depict real life using miniatures or in this case dolls on illustration boards. Now while it can feel like you're looking at high school projects but this is of course the professionally done versions consider it just like how you would appreciate a photo, or in this case, a 3D rendering of the events that you read in your history books. It's a reimagining of what you think it is versus the interpretation that you have in your head of the written text. Like, I did not know we had train tracks uh, that was run with horse-drawn carriages during the Spanish era or how supposedly the Battle of Mactan, yes, that's Magellan and Lapu-Lapu for you, had people in knee-deep waters while they were going at it. So that uh, is very helpful if you're a visual learner, just like me. actually help you remember a bit of those events. And what I like is as it continues to evolve, since it starts pre-colonial, like imagine prehistoric up until the the big chunk of Spanish-American influence, even the war with the Japanese. It goes into the more recent ones, but they changed it up to not go the usual diorama Um, For the EDSA People Power Revolution period, what they have instead was an audiovisual room that you walk into to watch documentaries. Now, I'm not usually a fan of those. I tend to skip in my other museum visits, but since, by coincidence, it was also the People Power Revolution anniversary that day, I decided to stand through it. And uh, what I can say is, what a great reminder it is. Something to look back and uh, sort of realize what your role can be in the society that you live in. I won't get into much of that. That's maybe for another weekend. All in all, I'd say the museum was well put together it even i dare say it rivals what i've seen during my visits in the smithsonian in washington dc of course this one is in a much much smaller scale but what i admire is how it's just well thought of and i'm not talking about the curation of the pieces because that's sometimes very subjective what i'm referring to is the execution of uh, the multiple display types and their routes uh, to be able to check out different types of pieces in different ways. My gosh, the building itself is a marvel to just hang around with. And uh, even outside, they do change up some of the big installations. There's a car parked there at the moment, which is again, part of this whole museum experience. Next time I get a visitor from another country, I'd probably just ask him to swing by here and then grab coffee in Greenbelt right after. Just perfect for the mall rat that I am. That will do it for this weekend's wrap-up, a Yala museum experience. I'm off. Uh, literally, my mom's calling for another getaway with fam. And please do watch out for more travel weekends for the whole month of March. If you have any suggestion, feedback, or what have you, Instagram is active and alive at catch-up sessions. Hey, I'll catch you around. Bye.